become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local, national, and Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're right, Jaga. This portion of the show is supported by Minnesota 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, I want to say happy uh, June uh, 10th to everybody out there. And then also really excited about the, well, they're called killer whales, but the orcas are, that are sinking all the rich people out out in the ocean there. I just want to give them a special shout out. Uh, you know, it's just, and it's 90 degrees here and it's global warming happening here in the Twin Cities. But hey, we have uh, a Nancy Bolio on the phone from MN350. Nancy, can you hear me? I can, and I hope our uh, listeners can hear me. Yes, I can. Great. So you're yeah. on. Hey, good to hear from you. Haven't talked to you in a while. Happy Juneteenth. I know you're in a celebration up there in the deep north. Uh, welcome to Native Roots Radio. Well, Miigwech for having me. It's always an honor to be here. Yeah, I'm actually here at the Diamond Point Park by the Bemidji State University. We're actually at a Juneteenth celebration. And for all of our listeners out there that don't know what Juneteenth is, well, it's a um, holiday celebrated on June 19th to commemorate the emancipation of the enslaved people in the United States. The holiday was first celebrated in Texas or on the date in 1865 in the aftermath of the Civil War. Enslaved, enslaved people were declared free under the terms of the 1862 Emancipation Proclamation. So, yeah, they were actually freed three years before this date, Robert, but not everyone caught wind. And um, (laughs) so (laughs) they were all, you know, they all knew in 1865 on Juneteenth. And so actually this is, I don't know if we want to call it a holiday, but it's it's a um, time to celebrate um, our black relatives and their freedom. And um, let's talk about the, you know, the history of this country and, and, you know, build awareness on that. So I think, you know, watching our our non-Native people, you know, show up today and and try to learn more about, um, you know, as Americans, what this country has done to not just the Native people, but the Black people as well. And, um, yeah, so I think um, it's a good way to remind um, the community um, that our Black people are here strong, too. Yeah, and I also want to uh, remind uh, our our listeners out there that a lot of our relatives have uh, African American blood in them too. So we have uh, a lot of double winners out there that we're <laughs> we're uh, we're we're celebrating too that are also Native American and African American uh, descent. So right. give a, them a big shout out too. Right, and you know some of our ancestors too. Back when these uh, peoples were freed. Um, they were basically um, left, you know, kind of um, out to hang out to dry, and because they no longer were part of these plantations, so there was no, you know, food and no way to take care of themselves. And so when they were freed, they were told, "Go away and don't come back. We don't want to see you again." And it was, you know, some of our southern tribes here in the United States that took care of the black people, and so they've always, I think, been a big part of who we are. And um, yeah. We have mixed relation, and I think we just love unconditionally, right, Robert? And, and are always going to be in our DNA as, as as people, and yeah, right. And you know, and over the years, I know colonizers and people have tried to divide us, but there's so much more in common with the the native people and our African African American uh, relatives that we uh, uh, enjoy celebrating, and also. Uh, um, just reach out to our our relatives uh, that we're here. We're still here, and we're all we're all fighting the good fight for each other. And uh, you know, just a quick thing too. I know when American Indian Movement uh, started, they were really taking a lot of uh, what the Black Power Movement had done and done the same thing. And uh, and so there was a lot of early uh, with American Indian Movement uh, allies 
that were supporting the American Indian Movement, which really moved things along in a good way early on. And, uh, you know, Nancy, I don't know about you, but I know there was a <laughs> lot of people that were Italians and uh, Latinos that were really Native Americans until AIM came out and made us all proud to be and not afraid to be Native Americans and speak up. Right. And I think, you know, throughout history, and, and I think it's well into the future, we're going to find, you know, circumstances where we really need to lean on each other and be pillars for each other's communities and, you know, take that power back. Because, again, um, we have to keep showing up and reminding this country that they do have an obligation to be good treaty people um, and, you know, live in a better way. And I think, you know, we put our power together collectively. There's so much more we can do, so much more we can win. But I, I think it's, you know, again, we couldn't ask for a better time in history to really, you know, take back what is ours. And we're going to do that in a good way. And we're going to continue to show up and do what we do. And that's what excites me about the work that I do. And, and for the listeners out there that don't know who I am, I am Nancy Bolio. I'm from Leech Lake. I work for Northern Minute or Minnesota 350. I'm the Northern organizer, and I've been doing this work for like six years. And Robert, mm-hmm. I couldn't ask to be in a better place. And, you know, throughout, I think the last year and a half, there's been some challenges. But, you know, that saying, what doesn't break you only can make you stronger. There's a lot of truth to that. And I couldn't ask to be in a better place. That's that's great to hear, and um, you know, I just uh, wait. To, I can't wait to see you come down here and meet with MN three fifty and bring my blanket. Oh, wah. great! <laughs> yeah, maybe when we get to the bargaining table, Robert, we got some good news at three fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we can want to talk about it or can talk about it or if it's too early to talk about it, but it's exciting well, things happening. It's not never too early to talk about it. You know, we went on social media and made the announcement, but on oh, June cool. 12th, yeah, Minnesota 350 workers unionized, and a majority of us at 350 asked for and received a voluntary recognition as the newest member of Workers United. So, um, yeah, our, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Workers United and our executive director, Team McClenty at Minnesota 350, for, for honoring that. And again, you know, sometimes uh, organizers need to organize, but um, we're really um, incredibly excited to move forward together to strengthen our work on climate justice. So, um, yeah, the Workers United is actually the, the union that ha- helped Starbucks become a, um, a union. So, Oh, wow. We, yeah, we were um, kind of like uh, they did their little review of who 350 was and did a little research, and um, they onboarded to help us um, unionize. And we had some meetings, and um, and it went a lot easier than we thought, Robert, and we couldn't be more happy. And for the people out there that don't know who Workers United is, well, they're a progressive a dynamic labor organization. They're shaped by their predecessor unions and leadership who are relentless in their pursuit for social and economic justice for all workers. They represent the aspirations and needs of the members and work to empower the members to become leaders in their workplaces and communities as well. So, you know, I'm not going to share a whole lot today, but what I do know is that we're just going to make MN350 a better place for all of us. And I I think just knowing... um, the impact that Workers United predecessors unions made, um, you know, it can't be overstated. In fact, they have been credited with pioneering social unionism, which Workers United continues to embrace today. And guided by their legacy, they have signed the way from leading the charge on progressive causes. And today, through actions more than words, they continue to advocate for workers' rights, civil rights, economic justice, gender equity, sexual equality, environmental justice, immigration, and education rights. So that sounds like exactly where we want to be, right, Robert? Right on. Hey, being a former union member, a high school teacher for thirty over 30 years, I can relate. That's great news. Unionize the whole damn country. <laughs> That's right. what I say. Hey, thanks, Nancy. I know you're busy, and thanks for stopping in for this quick report. Yes, and, you know, I... I Really want to get back on for Tuesday night, Robert, because I really want to do an update about um, the, the camp and what we've done to um, secure selling uh, the sale, of, uh, the bid of the forest. And so I got some more good news to share. So I look forward to sharing 
that with our listeners next Tuesday. So miigwech for having me tonight. Well, we can have you on tomorrow, too, so that sounds good. Hey, you're listening to (laughs) Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awakened. I'll be back, and we'll be back with Dr. Stately. Stay with us. Ho-wa! Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. You've heard me talk about the Rudy Luther Toyota We Buy program. Now hear from someone who's actually done it, me. Our kid's car, the 2006 Toyota Sienna, served us well for 17 years, but it was finally time to say goodbye. The We Buy program is really simple. I gave them some basic information. We set up an appointment, and after a quick verification, they gave me an estimate and a check, and they made me a generous offer. It was that fast. See for yourself. Try the Rudy Luther Toyota We Buy program at RudyLutherToyota.com. Hi, I'm Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, shame-free dental office. If you're having a dental emergency, we'll try and get you in the same day you call because we don't like to see anyone in pain. And we'll help you get through every appointment in the most pain-free way possible. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, we're, we're going to have Dr. Stately on here in a few minutes. He's going to uh, ring on, uh, come on. But Haley, I, I don't know, we weren't on when the report came out last week. We had done a show with State Center Mary Kunish and really celebrating ICWA. But the Minneapolis report that came out, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but it was mind blowing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just, uh, one of the, one of the stats I put up, I don't know if you saw, I put that up on Facebook, which was kind of like a mind blowing <laughs> kind of stat too about was, uh, uh, per- all of the people compared to like yes. the minority groups in Minneapolis and stuff with the police department. Yeah, it yeah. was like the per capita rates of force, force used against white people compared to black and Native Americans adjusted to the population shares and, um, you know, neck restraints. So there's one little white person in there and then there's two, four, six, eight, ten African Americans and then there's 13 per capita that were in neck restraints. So yeah. chemical irritants, uh, one white person to uh, two, four, five, ten, fifteen, sixteen African Americans, and uh, four Native Americans. Tasers, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things, being tased. Uh, you know, we have one out of one, two, three, four, five, eight African Americans. And 17 Native Americans. So 17 out of one and and uh, eight out of one uh, African Americans were tased 
and more frequently than uh, a white person, whether they're being pulled over. And this is uh, from January 1st, 2016 to August 16th, 2022. Mm -hmm. So these numbers are things that we probably knew about, but here they are in black and white. Uh, yeah. With the re- with the report, which was a stunning report, Haley. Yeah, wasn't it like ninety two pages or something? Right. It was, it was very long and right, uh, which I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing, but well, they they it was deeper. You know, it wasn't just my opinion, which <laughs> would have been a half a page. You know, you've seen my emails, um, two or three <laughs> words, but. Uh, it was in depth, and what does that tell us about uh, Minneapolis police and what's happening? Um, I'm telling you, when I was young, which was a long, long time ago, you never <laughs> wanted to be arrested in Minneapolis, and I was a St. Paul boy, Haley, and that was right. always the talk. St. Paul police were pretty, pretty chill, mm-hmm. unless you pushed them, but. Minneapolis police were definitely in line with L.A. police. And we remember that whole O.J. thing, and maybe you're too young to remember that, but the corruption of the Los Angeles Police Department basically uh, helped O.J. become a free man uh, for the murder of his wife and uh, another person who was bringing glasses over to her. Um, So the comparison was bizarre back then, but here it is. How many years later? Twenty, thirty years later, and it's it's the same song and dance, right? And so, was this report done because of what happened to George Floyd a couple of years ago? Is is was that well, maybe why they? Well, I think it was before that because it says the report was the, well. At least the statistics were. Uh, from 2016. So I think you're right. It was because of what happened with uh, the George Floyd uh, incident for sure. Um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, that's what we're dealing with here in this beautiful yeah. Minnesota with the 10,000 lakes and uh, things like that. It's, it's, <laughs> well, yeah, they need to be held account- accountable for sure. Um, because I, I just know, like, even I had some friends who went and protested in Minneapolis um, after the George Floyd thing. And, and you know, I had some friends of color, but I also had, you know, some of my white friends there. And, and the way that they were being treated by the police department just for protesting something like that. Right. Blew, it blew my mind. Like, I had friends who were buying gallons and gallons of milk jugs just to help people out of their pain from being pepper sprayed, you know, over and over and over again for standing in a street. Right. (laughs) Well, and and that was that, you know, with the George Floyd uh, thing that happened and it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like it didn't happen and the police and the helicopters and, you know, I live three miles from, uh, where George Floyd was murdered, and I'm telling you, it was frightening over here in St. Paul. There was gas stations being burned down and uh, things that were happening from outside people, outside forces. You know, we saw uh, trucks with no license plates come through our neighborhood. Um, so there was a lot of people that uh, that, you know, joined in this this protest and made it really ugly. And I just want to remind everyone that of that. Uh, yeah. I, it, it was totally uh, unbelievable mind blower of a situation. You know, I went to first, first day and Haley, if you remember this, I do not believe that the vaccine was out for, uh, for the uh, and there was ten thousand people at where George Floyd was murdered, and I remember we had uh, we had uh, uh, rope to show how many feet to stay away from 
to stay mm-hmm. away from you uh, so you don't get COVID, and that was a scary thing. I, I, I'm let's see. I'm I just called uh, Doctor Stately. I want to see if he's on. Doctor Stately, are you there? No, I guess oh. not. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. So, uh, yeah. So, it, it just a reminder of 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 that and that situation and i don't know haley you saw and we're going back to talking about george floyd but you saw the other video during the court and we never saw that before the police police cameras where Mm -hmm. people were begging the police officers to get off his neck yeah as they should have i mean i feel like anyone standing there would have hopefully done the same thing. I, I know I would have, but, um, yeah, that's a, it's a big topic. Definitely could do a whole show about that, but. Right. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's something, something that you'll never forget as a younger person. Um, and um, it's just like another thing for me, I don't want to forget. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because things right. go by, you know, when we do talk to Dr. Stately, we do talk about COVID. We forget sometimes that, man, there was no vaccine for the longest time. And our elders and uh, first speakers were dying in Indian country. And the mm-hmm. other part of that, when there was a vaccine, Indian country was like the first to to roll out uh, vaccines for people. And were freely giving them to everybody that were in the communities I went out to Ho Chunk and uh, and uh, it was an amazing uh, amazing thing to see all these people getting vaccines and still um, getting vaccines. And I have to knock on wood, Haley. I don't know about you, but I have not gotten COVID. And I'll tell you, when I started getting the, getting the vaccine, I was not afraid to go out and about. And so I'm knocking on wood, but uh, I know, especially with <laughs> everyone being outdoors and and there's more events. You right. know, you're closer to people. And I was just at a concert. When was that last weekend or two weekends ago? And it was outside, but I still was thinking, wow, there's, I'm really close to a lot of people right now. So, yeah, I'm still thinking about COVID. It's still out there. Cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a crazy thing uh, to see this report in black and white. And I think really the, the things that, uh, that we know, that we hear from our relatives, we experience. I mean, you know, with uh, with you know people getting arrested, and now they don't want to get arrested; they just get driven around. You know, all these tactics that the Minneapolis police did with the roof rooftop uh, land over there, and finally that uh, the community gets that area; they have to buy it. But still, uh, these battles that are still happening. And, you know, we need to come together, be together, and and talk sense to each other. And I think that's what we try to do here with Native Roots Radio is to amplify what's going on in Indian country and, and um, talk about things. So, hey, I think we're going to have Dr. Stately on next, but uh, you never know. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Please stay with us. Yeah. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live and and let howl. Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years, and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at SPPS.org slash careers. When it comes to mental health, making connections with others can be a way forward. 
How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Connections can bring comfort, hope, and joy. Find ways that work for yourself and others like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, creating space to listen. Visit cmentalhealth.org. That's cmentalhealth.org. cmentalhealth.org. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. Your Blue Line Extension Project wants to hear from you. We are working on extending the Blue Line Light Rail into North Minneapolis, Robbinsdale, Crystal, and Brooklyn Park, and connecting it to our growing transit system. Tell us about your neighborhood, your business, your family, and what you need from your Blue Line. Learn more and share more of your story at yourblueline.org. That's yourblueline.org. Hey, it's Tom. Fossil fuels continue to have negative impacts on our environment. Luckily, there are more ways now than ever to use renewable energy in your home or business. All Energy Solar offers smart energy solutions like custom solar paneling, electric vehicle chargers, and energy storage. Solar panel systems can last for decades, meaning you can help the environment and cut back on electric bills for years to come. There are incentives and rebates available to most people who install solar energy, too. Last year, the federal solar tax credit increased to a 30% tax credit. This incentive can be used in combination with other incentives from your utility, county, or city. But don't delay or miss out, as many of these incentives are limited to only a certain number of people. So have a professional from All Energy Solar help you discover how solar can power up your property while saving on your energy costs. Call 800-620-3370 or visit allenergysolar.com. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 69. Hot sun Tuesday with a high of 91. Then clear Tuesday night with a low of 67. The locally owned Vinaigrette has been offering the finest olive oils and vinegar since 2009. That's Vinaigrette, Xerxes Avenue and 50th Street in Minneapolis or at vinaigrettemn.com. AM 950 KTNF, St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Yes, it is, and those guys do got such great work. Uh, we're, we're giving a... Quick call out to Dr. Stately. Uh, you know, uh, I think I might have him. Dr. Stately, are you there? Hello? Dr. Stately. You're on the can air. Can you hear me? You're on the air. I can hear you. <laughs> well, hello. I've always wanted to say that. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead. I know, right? Go ahead, yeah. Shakopee. What do you got? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Gail Weather on... <laughs> You know, on on the scene trying to connect. Right. Um. <laughs> well, ha- ha- happy Juneteenth, uh, really, yes. and, and uh, it's first one here in Minnesota, and uh, excited. We were talking about that, and we were, and uh, Haley and I were talking a little bit about the Minneapolis police report, and uh, now you're caught up. Oh, <laughs> I know that's exciting. That's uh, yeah. So yeah, happy Juneteenth. First one for Minnesota, not the first one for Native American Community Clinic. Right on. We made we we made Juneteenth a holiday for our clinic two years ago in two, in twenty twenty one. Wow. Um, yeah, the year after George Floyd's murder. When that was really an intentional decision, we were like deep in the you know kind of coming out of like all kinds of challenges. COVID. We're coming out of like you know the. Um, aftermath of the George Floyd murder and, the, um, and the, uh, um, the, um, uprising that happened across 
all of Minnesota or Minneapolis and actually all across the nation, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had already been doing some racial equity work within the clinic by that point in time. But um, one of the things that was really clear, we talked about it as leadership and we're like, we, we decided to give up, like we took away president's day because one thing we didn't want to celebrate and honor dead, dead white men anymore. <laughs> and number two, we figured like people would appreciate having an extra day off in the summertime way more than they would in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made a lot of more sense too. And it was one way of actually acknowledge, um, the, um, importance of such a historic event, um, uh, historically, but also, um, the impact of it was having in our community. So, yeah. yeah. It came on the heels, Dr. Stately of that Minneapolis report, which, uh, Haley and I were talking yeah. about, uh, per capita natives are getting beat up more than anyone. Yeah. That was pretty um, interesting to hear that and, the, and to see that being acknowledged publicly. Something I think we profoundly knew mm-hmm. um, anecdotally and experientially through our, our community for a number of um, number of uh, years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually something that I think is um, interesting to sort of remark. Like the other previous Department of Justice reports have shown things like, you know, we have um, higher rates per capita of being uh, murdered by um, uh, law enforcement than African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that data gets us an example of how, like, you know, we become invisibilized within large and national data sets right. and, um, and Asia, even regional data sets because we're such a small population. So people don't, like, take the time to disaggregate data and show that, like, the actual you know, proportional or um, impact of uh, things in our community um, are greater. Yeah. Great, great example of that was, I I think CNN put us as others or something like that in a poll. Uh, Do you remember that? Not that long ago. Did we? Um, No, sorry. Um, But, um, would you say I'm sorry? I was distracted. No, that's cool. I said uh, CNN uh, put us into a, a others uh, segment in a poll, or strange people, <laughs> or something like that, and it was like a totally bizarre. But uh, <laughs> you, do you, um, do you remember um, that? Indigenous creatures. That yeah, that, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get like um, we get the other category, the strange, the strange people are. Strange others, other strangers, and then um, indigenous creatures. Yeah, yeah, you know, makes us makes us rather unique, right? But I think part of it, part of it is like you know, I think that's the that is always the challenge. I've had a couple conversations with family and also colleagues about some of this stuff already. It's like you know, um, one of my family members was like, "Well, a lot of African American people are upset because you know um, the report." You know, states clearly that um, what something they've already known, right? Something that they clearly have known for years. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, why does it take a federal and federal investigation to um, you know legitimize and to um, you know give credence to something we have phenomenologically been experienced for generations, right? Mm-hmm. Something um, it, should, it should not take this level of like involvement or this level of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, to to see the obvious, well, but I think you know the be- the benefit of that is is that like those things um, are important. They're important to codify those things because they you, you know that you can't really bury a Department of Justice report. Mm-hmm. Well, not when uh, not when it's done on a national level. Well, one one thing I, I'm curious to hear your take on is a lot of times we see these reports. And then nothing happens, and it was like that was a great report, and now it's buried in the news, and now we're on to uh, killer whales killing uh, Republicans in their boats. Um, oh, I think I missed that one. Killer whales are killing Republicans. Yeah, they, yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you that article. I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would be too. 
upset about that right now. Um, <laughs> just my just my own personal opinion. Um, but it would be kind of fascinating to know how the killer whales are actually killing them. Actually, um, anyway, um, I think one of the things that I think so part of I think what happens in a situation like this is kind of like you know. I do realize like it has been a long, long, long road to get to some justice in somewhere mm-hmm. in some ways. But I think, you know, and is it frustrating? Yes, it's super frustrating. Is it um, um, angering? Yes, it's angering. It's angering that it takes so long. That is the actual nature of the, um, the problem when something is built into structures, right? Mm-hmm. So this, gives us an opportunity to have a discussion about how like, you know, the stuff that's going on that the DOJ talks about within the Minneapolis police departments, within the justice structure itself, within Hennepin County and Minneapolis and mm-hmm. the city of Minneapolis, even like think about it, it's probably actually is broader than that. Probably has to sort of kind of goes further into like the, the entire state. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to recognize that, you know, the amount of effort that it takes to to change a structure that has been made so invisible for so long, right? Mm-hmm. And um, um, takes a tr- takes a tremendous amount of work, right? Right. And yes, it's frustrating, and yes, it's irritating that um, that the people that are most burdened by it also have to take on the lion's share of the work of trying to dismantle that, right? Mm-hmm. And these, these are the things that we've been doing since generations. This is like, you know, talking to somebody the other day, they're like, well, yes, this is, uh, the, re- the report says this, but like, this is actually why AIM started. AIM started in a response in the 1960s because of what people were experiencing in, um, in, um, the urban core, um, with our, our native men and our native young people mm-hmm. and native women. Right. Right. And so part of it is, it's like, but I also think it's important for us not to lose, um, you know, as, as Dr. King was so, um, um, you know, eloquently said, you know, keep your eye on the prize. Right. Don't all this other stuff is distraction. Keep your eye on the prize. Progress is down there, right down the road, a piece. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, you know, our children and our grandchildren and our great grandchildren, the future generation, require that we keep moving forward and not get distracted. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. And so 10, 10, 15 years ago, we were trying to, you know, we've been working for the last 10 or 15, 20 years on MMIW. Look where we are today, today. Right. With MI, MMIW. Right. So it, progress does take a long time to happen and achievement of some of these big dominoes falling do take a tremendous amount of work, but the beauty of when it happens and things, Things will fall faster. We, it's our responsibility as citizens to continue to hold, you know, the Department of Justice and Minneapolis Police Department and the mayor and the city council and all these other people that are sort of part of, like, that are baked into the system that have power and influence. Mm-hmm. Um, our AG, all, this, all these folks, these are all people that have the ability to sort of continue to sort of chip away at this, this problem in our society in partnership with us and it requires partnership. It requires us holding them responsible and reminding them we can't get tired and we can't get weary. We have to remind them. Right. The, 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 um, the other choice is not a choice at all. Like it's, this is not something our, you know, this is not something I don't want my children to go back. I don't want us to backslide and have my children, or my grandchildren have to sort of fight this fight again. Right. Right. I want us to benefit from this and I want us to push forward. Is it hard? Is it infuriating? Is it, um, you know, completely effed up? Yes. Mm-hmm. But there really is no other choice but to push forward. Absolutely. And, you know, Dr. Stately, it wasn't that long ago, and you were living in California, uh, probably, well, I guess 30 years is a long time. I'm, I'm just old, but we remember we I was had, living in Florida, we had uh, yeah. police officers put native americans in the trunk of their cars uh yep. and yep. and that that is etched in my mind still to this day not that long ago yeah these are stories i grew up hearing right i grew up story i grew up hearing stories about 
the things that would happen. Like, you know, and I think part of it is also is to recognize, like, you know, it's also important that we also acknowledge, we acknowledge the harm and we acknowledge the trauma that, of, the, of living with, under those conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the things that is important to say on this day, June 19th, mm-hmm. Juneteenth, is that is that this that years before um, there was this celebration, um, emancipation did actually happen, right? Right. And 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 the and the reason we have June nineteenth is our Juneteenth is because slaves are not told that they were freed even after the proclamation was signed, right? Yep. So people continue to abuse them, mistreat them, and outright lie to them either lie to them or, or, or keep the truth from them through omission right mm-hmm. and so you know that there's a lot of trauma still within our communities around these kinds of ways in which um, you know um, white supremacy has sort of like you know impacted our lives in, in very real concrete ways right mm-hmm. so it's important not to lose sight of that and to acknowledge that as well and to remind people the the significance of this, Absolutely. you know, one of the things that one of the things that this means is like you know the the, the report has been um, has been released publicly through a public conference, right? Through mm-hmm. a press, press conference, it's been published for everybody to see. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. Exactly. Right? If you if if you if you try to bury your head in the sand and you try to ignore it and try to quote unquote unknow it, um, that that demonstrates people's will um, will for willful willful ignorance is what that's called and willful willful ignorance comes at a cost not just for the people that experience it but for the person that actually demonstrates it as well they can be held responsible for willful ignorance in, Do- in a court of law dr stately we're going to take a quick break can you stay with us sure right on hey we'll be right back this is native roots radio presents i'm awake Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hey, John, I heard you're turning 65 this year. Time to start comparing your Medicare insurance options. I'm so overwhelmed with all the different Medicare companies and plan designs. I don't even know where to begin. Really? I worked with CompareYourMedicare.com, and they made my Medicare decisions seem easy. Oh, really? What do they do? CompareYourMedicare.com represents several of the top Medicare insurance companies in Minnesota. A local licensed agent will help you compare Medicare plans to determine which products best meet your needs and budget. Hi, this is Jared with CompareYourMedicare.com. We're a local small business that prides itself in helping our community with their Medicare needs. Medicare is complex, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you're planning to retire early or work past Medicare eligibility at age 65, give us a call. We can guide you through how and when to apply for Medicare. Go to CompareYourMedicare.com or call 952-465-0074 to schedule a consultation. CompareYourMedicare.com is part of the Minnesota Health Insurance Network of Agents. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? 
That was good. We heard Dr. Stately howling. That's awesome. Hey, we're here with Dr. Stately, CEO of Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis on the Franklin Avenue corridor. And we're just uh, talking about Juneteenth and um, and I was talking about killer whales, but uh, Dr. Stately wasn't hip. I sent you that uh, link. Uh, you can I, check I on saw it. That. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I really, really, um, we went a little long on the on the last uh, last segment, and I hope our affiliates picked up what you said. But I, I, could you just summarize that last part because I, I want uh, them to hear that again if it was cut off. Uh, very powerful stuff, Doctor Stately. Oh. I think I just basically said that, you know, I know it is difficult and challenging for us to march forward, but, you know, in the words of, um, of the great, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, he said that he, he said, he reminded us back, um, years ago, you know, four generations or four, 40 years ago to keep our eyes on the prize, you know, not to get distracted by other things that were not sort of like, um, important things that was, you know, one of the things that I think, um, so I heard a couple of different things um, through other folks' comments about the report. Some people surprised that, oh, you know, what do you mean natives are killed more often or just mistreated more often from police and black people? We don't often see that or hear that in the news. And that's because of, like, the fact that we're such a small population and we're, we're invisibilized all the time in data sets and reports and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I did say to some, I said to a relative of mine who's native and also to an African American um, friend of mine who I consider to be a relative. And I had this discussion with him at different times over the last couple of days. I said, you know, um, one of the things that the colonizer is really good at is dividing and conquering um, native people and black people and, um, and other people of color and pitting them against each other. Um, you know, making us think that the world operates in a zero sum um, game. Right. Like, you you get more of this, that means I get less of this. You get more acknowledgement, I mean, I get I'm I'm not acknowledged. These kinds of things, and it is a way of um, distracting us and um, disorienting us and keeping us not focused on what's important. Dismantling racism as a structure and dismantling policing in healthcare in education, in um, child welfare, you know, all, all of these ways in which racism and white supremacy shows up is really important to dismantle because it harms everybody. It even harms the white people, even though they don't realize it and they don't know it, mm-hmm. right? And so part of it is, is like, keep your eye on the prize, do the hard work, um, acknowledge the hurt when it happens because it's important that we acknowledge hurt and harm and pay attention to it, and then soldier on and move forward. Our future generations, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren deserve us to soldier on, keep our eyes on the prize, and continue to fight for justice. Um, and it will happen. Yeah, It might not happen in our lifetime, you know, but it's our responsibility to do what we can do to hand off the baton to the next people that will take that, take that war on and take that fight on. And that's our responsibility. That's who we are as indigenous people, and who we are as, you know, um, um, you know, in, in this in this fight, mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to say um, about um, I was listening to that station that we don't talk publicly about <laughs> yesterday, and you know the city, the new city of Minneapolis uh, police department um, uh, police chief said on the radio the other night. He said like you know some of his some of his uh, foot soldiers or some of the people, um, many of the people in the department who were really upset about the report. They were um, uh, they were. Um, disheartened because it sounded like, you know, um, the whole, you know, they were being, um, you know, indicted, quote unquote, through this report by the actions of a handful of people who no longer, who no longer are with the department or who are no longer, you know, working that they've been left or they've been fired or they've been indicted and charged, right? Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And my response to that is, is like what I want to tell that chief of police and I want to tell anybody else who has that sort of narrative or that thought process, that argument is that the indictment is about the department writ large. It's a structure, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody that works in that department, whether they're black, white, green, purple, orange, doesn't matter what your color is. It matters that if you're a member of that department and you are a leader in that department, you have a responsibility to do what's right and to what's just. And the structure is sick. 
structure is problematic. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to feel a certain kind of way, take the responsible act and move forward and do your part in dismantling that structure. Right. Yep. That's how you show up and that's how you do your work. And that's a responsibility that every leader has. Like if you step into a role in leadership, you have the responsibility for everything that came before you. Cause if once you know something, you have to move and you have to work to change it. If you don't move and you don't work to change it, then you're, then, then you're guilty and responsible as the people that came before you that created that structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, and that's, that's the, that's the nature of leadership. That's the nature of the way the world works. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Really good to hear from you and hear, hear these powerful words today, Dr. Stately. We only got a couple minutes left. Uh, how are you, uh, holding out on this heat and the smoke, uh, that's really uh, toxic here in the Twin Cities and all over Turtle Island? It's pretty disturbing. You know, I think one of the things, um, we had a couple of days here where it was really windy you know, it cooled down and maybe we actually got a little bit of rain in a couple of different places in Minnesota so the air cleared up. And so disheartening to sort of kind of like be back into this heat dome that we're under and then also the, the air quality is um, once again a problem. So, you know, I always tell everybody, every opportunity I have, anybody talks to me about these kinds of things, I always say like, you know, this really is about climate change. Mm-hmm. This is about, you know, the choices that we make every single day. I'm on my children all the time about shutting off the lights when they're not using it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I talk to them about like, you know, the, these things that we don't take for granted, these things that we don't pay attention to, there's a limited supply of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and if we don't all do our part, every single one of us has to do our part to try to make it different and try to make it better. Right. Um, I've been looking at electric vehicles and thinking about buying a new car and I think I want to buy electric next. Yeah. And so, like, we have to, we all have to do our part. If we, if, you know, it's so easy for us to say, like, well, so-and-so wasn't doing it, which is what I hear about the argument from my 16-year-olds. I've been hearing it from my kids since they were five years old. Well, so-and-so does it. I'm like, well, that's not a, that's not a responsible way to operate in the world. You know, we don't get a pass by saying somebody else does this. Therefore, it's okay for me to be a supporter. Right. Right. We're all responsible for our own actions, and we're all responsible for our contribution to the to the whole. And if we don't pay attention to that, um, then we all suffer, every single one of us. Perfect. Dr. Stately, I want to say, Pinigi, thank you. And I also want to give you a belated Happy Father's Day. Uh, you are really oh, you. Uh, raising some warriors there in a good way, and we appreciate you stopping in. Happy Juneteenth Day, and uh, you've been listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier, now. With spring here, fun is waiting for you at the Park Tavern. The Park Tavern is a great get-together location for family and friends. The food at the Park